Welcome everybody to Bearcat Insider. It's uh, April 29th, a Wednesday, and we thought we'd come to you today with a uh, little information. We did a little homework, Travis. Did a little homework this week, and I'm uh, going to present that later. Yep. But uh, first of all, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, you know, we've, uh, I feel like I've been given every project known to man under this uh, stay-at-home order, and it's been a lot of fun spending time with the family, and Ashley and I have uh, built patio furniture um, via Pinterest. Um, I must say that she stains wood way better than I do. Um, she, she does a much better job at that than I do. Maybe she's more patient or I, I don't know what it is, but, um, so we're making it work. We have new patio furniture. We have, uh, time spent on the patio now watching TV and movies and getting things taken care of. How's everything going with you guys? It's going all right. Hey, what's your Twitch channel so I can watch these home improvement, uh, well, these tips, staining you know, wood. And we're, we're thinking about HGTV's probably going to pick us up. Oh, uh, just going to go right to the big time. Yeah. No yeah, minor leagues for no, y'all. Nothing at all. We're, we're uh, hitting the ground running here. Oh, okay. Yeah, things are fine over here. Um, trying to still work from home. Then get honeydews in the middle of working. And then Fortnite at night. So, you know. Well, there you just go. A, just a normal house. Now, I've, I've played with your kids, but I haven't played Fortnite with you yet. So, I guess that, it's that, an time, experience. Is, that time is coming. Get ready. Stay tuned. Uh, yes, sir. Um, got a question for you. Okay. History. I know you fancy yourself a history buff, so I thought we'd start off with... Uh, do you know anything significant about the year 1878? Well, um, now I do believe that was when Carl Benz patented the two-stroke engine. <laughs> wow, okay. No, that I'm not saying it didn't happen in 1878, but that's not what I was thinking. Okay. Um, Louis Pasteur, I think he inoculated chickens against cholera in 1878. Once again... Not, not it. Okay. Are you sure you're not a history teacher? Okay. Well, I have. You teach computers? I have been a history teacher in the past. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Well, PowerPoint's now, fortunate to have you, um, obviously. Let's see. You know, this is a, a fine Catholic community that we live in. So, uh, in 1878, Pope Pius IX died. Still not it. <laughs> okay. I got it. I can just tell no, you. No, no. Okay. I, this is a sports podcast. Manchester United, the football club out in uh, in England, it was founded in 1878. I did not know that, but that is not what I was going to say either. All right, I give up. The Pilot Point Post Signal was founded, our sponsor, okay, in 1878. They've been continuously operating for 142 years, which is shocking to me because I was thinking about it and trying to wrap my head around it. The date that they opened was closer to the date that the Declaration of Independence was signed than that 1878 is closer to today's date. It's crazy. That's a lot to wrap my head around. I can't even do it the is. math. And I, I showed that in the Jigs Ray segment that I'm not capable of doing math. And yes. then you doing that, just it, I'm kind of mind blown right well, now. In August, they will have been open 142 years. Well, and we can ensure that they stay open by going to pilotpointpostsignal.com, getting your digital subscription, paper, or both. Uh, for yeah. one year, it'd be $39. For two years, at $49. And I will say this, it is well worth the price, um, especially that two year for the price of one. That, it's about $24.50 a year. And at that price, how can you afford not to subscribe to it? And I was inspired by the Post Signal and our discussion about them last week, and I decided to go out this week and try to be a sports reporter myself. 
So I had the opportunity to sit down with Coach Price of the Pilot Point Cross Country team and ask him about the season's past and uh, what we have to look forward to in the fall. So if you don't mind, I'm going to play that interview and then let's talk about it on the back end. And here's my interview with Jeff. How you doing, man? Good, good. How you doing? <laughs> All right. You getting adjusted to the uh, school being out? And... It is. It's a very different time right now that we're having to adjust, yes. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about um, kind of to start with is uh, – are you staying in touch with the kids, and how are you doing? I know Coach Marsh said he's talking to them through Zoom, and they're having meetings. What, what's across yeah, countries? Yeah, uh, you know, we have uh, I have a text message I have with the kids, and uh, we have our uh, uh, text remind system that we set up. So I'm able to communicate them with that and give them their – usually on Sundays I'll send out their weekly workouts, what it is they're supposed to do for the week, and they can post their times back to me through the text so I can see what they're running and where they're running and – see if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. How many, you getting a good response? I am getting a real good response. I, you know, I, I know it's hard for some kids to be motivated without the coach. Uh, some kids are doing a great job without it. Some I have to kind of uh, maybe text a little bit more and make sure you get out for a run. But for the most part, we've had really good response on our boys and girls side on, on the running. I think your sport, more so than any, is the least affected by this because if this was summer, with the exception of you meeting with the kids in the morning and, and telling them what to do, they're pretty much doing the same thing they would be doing anyway, yes. minus you. Yes. So it, I guess that's a good thing. It is a good thing. You know, really, like you said, just minus me being there and running with the group, they're still doing the same exact stuff. They're just doing it without a team right there around them, but they're able to still do their entire workout uh, even through this t- through this time. I'm assuming a majority of the people that listen to this, maybe lots of them don't know about cross country, so I want to go, I want to start with the basics. Uh, first of all, let's start with you. May, many may not know you grew up here, your family's from here, and you even <laughs> ran cross country here, right? I did run cross country here. I, I did not start cross country here, that was you, <laughs> Mr. Kirby, but uh, we thank you for starting, your brother really getting it going, and then... Uh, we came through my senior year. We were lucky enough to we had a good team uh, to get to state our senior year, and uh, kind of went from there. Is that kind of where you developed your your love for it? And your yeah, for I mean, it? I, it wasn't my favorite sport in high school. Basketball was always my favorite sport, but we realized, uh, especially our junior year, uh, we realized we had a good team, and everybody was coming back. I think we finished fifth that year, regionals and top three. Once they were like, we're really close. We can do this next year. We had everybody coming back, and so. It was something, it wasn't my first love, but I really, I've, it's grown on me every year. And so that's where I really kind of fell into it and really enjoyed it our senior year. And then I knew when I wanted to become a coach, uh, I knew I wanted to do basketball and cross country. Did you, um, I know you're, I think you're the longest tenured coach here. How long have you been in Pilot Point? Uh, finishing up my 15th year. And then... Were you only in one stop before here in Pittsburgh, or were you somewhere else? Uh, I was West Texas one year, then Pittsburgh for one year, and then I came home. Did you cross coach cross country there, or did your first uh, job as cross country was at here? I was the assistant at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh, yeah, and then when you year. came here, you were the head coach. I wasn't the head coach right away. Uh, I wasn't even a cross country coach. The first couple of years, I had Coach Cook here, mm-hmm. uh, and then when he left, that's when I uh, they moved me up. I asked for the job, and they moved me up to it. Gotcha. I, I don't. I'm, I'm going to say most people don't realize that your cross-country program is the most successful athletic program that the Bearcats have had in the past decade. <laughs> I mean, you may not look at it that way. I know you're pretty <laughs> humble, and the softball program's been very successful over the past decade, but 
How many times have you guys been to state? Not only that, you're on a consecutive uh, years of making it to state. We've been very fortunate. We've had a lot of really good runners uh, work really hard. You'll see us start of June. Uh, I mean, they run for six months straight well, pretty like you much. Said, y'all are running now. Yeah, and they're already running now. So we've been fairly lucky. The guys have been to state uh, five consecutive years, and the girls have been to state six consecutive years. So uh, we have had, you know, we've had some success. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's the most successful program. I guess that's an opinion, but uh, I'm Six proud of what the kids. Six consecutive years of state appearances <laughs> and five, that, that's, it's not debatable. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. The kids put in, you know, and cross country is also one of those deals. I, I think we have a lot of great parents, you know, getting the kids up early. A lot of times, especially younger kids that don't drive, if you don't have parent involvement, it's going to be hard for cross-country to work. So I've got great kids and great parents that help our program out. Well, I've noticed that on our on our website, the most traffic that we get in the fall, um, football obviously number one, but cross-country is number two. And I think that's A, because of the number, the participation that you have. And then with as many kids that are playing, then you also have that many more parents that are following it. How big is the program? How many boys and girls? I know you coach both. What are you? What are we looking at as far as participation on an uh, average year? Usually a little bit more boys and girls, but we'll have roughly uh, thirty high school runners. Typically, roughly twenty-ish boys and roughly ten to fifteen girls, give or take, depending on the year. Um, same deal in the middle school. We're usually roughly thirty, and it's usually a little bit more on the boys side, twenty-ish, uh, and closer to ten on the girls side. So it's usually the same. And then for those that uh, that don't understand or have never seen cross country, junior high, one thing that makes cross country unique is there is no seventh and eighth grade, right? Junior high is junior high, so you're you're just racing in a junior high classification. Yes, yes. Our district just does some some districts do a seventh and eighth grade, but uh, ours they just do a general middle school only, so seventh and eighth grade run together. And then they both run two miles. Yes, correct? yes. And then once you get into high school, girls stay at two miles and the boys run a 5K? Yes, because we're 3A. Which is 3.1 miles. Yes. <laughs> Not 3.01. Not 3.01, okay. Um, so then uh, do you – I know in, in junior high, and I've seen you guys working out as far as the kids you get, do you – I think cross country is an opportunity for some kids, the only opportunity they have to be in athletics. It seems like some kids that are – get involved in that really aren't involved in other sports yeah we have a lot of kids that are cross-country track only kids now we i mean we'll get a few basketball kids that want to run or i'll get you know a couple of volleyball or football kids but i would i would say the majority probably 80 90 some percent of our kids that run they are cross-country track kids only so yeah how'd you do last year and how'd you finish up and who did you lose uh, we finished up, actually I had to go look today, all the years start running together. Uh, the girls finished 10th at state and the boys finished 13th. Uh, both of them finished uh, second at regionals, I believe. I didn't go back and look that up. I think they were both second. The girls were either second or third. I think they were both second. Uh, and then they were both, uh, boys were district champs uh, and the girls were second at district. So we battle back and forth with Whitesboro every year. They're a, a top notch program too that we battled back so we had a very successful year losing uh lost three boys on the boys side and we lost three girls we lost three and three on both sides so that kids that they may have not ran varsity at the state meet but they were varsity kids at some point i think at the state meet we lost two on the boys side and i think just two on the girl side so that you're making up two on each and a team is 
five score and you have a team of seven. Yeah, team correct? of seven and they take the top five times. Gotcha. So how's next year looking? What are you what are your expectations and uh we're real excited. Um, you know, you're bringing back really five guys that ran varsity cross country last year. Six really. I had one that ran early in the year. And, you know, on the girls' side, about the same four or five. And our middle schools, middle school boys and girls, both won districts. So I'm bringing up some good freshmen on both sides. So uh, expectations are going to be high. Uh, you know, we're trying not to just, you know, the kids always set a goal. They want to go to state. But we really try to talk about their goals individually in times. Because if they all reach their goals time-wise, then usually the team goals will follow suit after that. Gotcha. The, uh, as far as, as looking forward to next year, have you been able to set your schedule up yet? I mean, is that something you can do? Uh, a couple on? of meets. Uh, you know, you get on, there's a website where they post the meets. A couple of them have been posted. It's still a little bit early for all of them. So we'll probably have a similar meet. I think we started last year with a relay, and I think we went to Boyd. Uh, we'll probably do that again because uh, there's a good chance the district meet will be in Boyd this year. They're in our new district, and so they hosted their last season's district meet. We usually go to Pottsboro, but uh, Pottsboro is no longer in our district. So we'll probably start the season out with the relay and back to Boyd, and then we'll, we'll go from there. The, uh, you know, we, we said earlier that you're pretty much doing – your training is about as close to normal as you can be minus your participation. Once the governor – lets everything loose that's the only thing really that changes is you meet the kids every morning or yeah we'll meet uh we'll have a set schedule depending on what time of the summer it is if it's early or later four or five days a week we'll meet in the morning usually six thirty at the track uh, and sometimes we have a bus and we go somewhere to do our runs but we'll meet four or five times a week uh do our stretching do our mileage for the day or run whatever pacing whatever it is we're doing that day uh some type of cardio uh plyo type of stuff uh, as soon as they let us go, we'll, we'll get to doing that. Because everything's so out of order and there's really no school and won't be any school until hopefully the fall and we'll have it then, if there are kids out there or parents that hear this and when I want to get my kid involved in cross country, how do they, what do you want them to do? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, you know, they can email me. It's funny, we did the little uh, teacher uh, drive through the other day last Friday and I put my email asking for all cross country runners so yeah. uh, they can contact me at the school uh, my number's all around but uh, okay. you know jprice at pilotpointisd.com email me and I can start sending that kid a schedule we can they get really them. need to contact you now because yes. you're, you're really doing things yeah now. we're already we're running, running now we can get them on a text remind where they can get you know you know enter that to where I can send out group text messages to the kids on what their workouts need to be but uh, really looking for more runners especially young runners incoming seventh graders I know I usually go to the intermediate and talk to the sixth graders where they come up I didn't get to do that this year so any of those sixth graders moving up uh, that's the that's the main group because I've never actually been in contact with that group but anybody that wants to run I don't care what grade level email me and let me know and I can uh, get your workout and get you on our text for mine and you know get you rocking and rolling Explain to everybody what the new district is and what that really means in the cross-country world. Uh, we were in a tough cross-country district anyway. Um, they send four teams to state, and our district typically sends uh, two boys and two girls teams. So eight districts, our, our district would send at least two. So of the other seven districts, they're only sending two combined. So And then we would send a bunch of individual runners from our district. So uh, us in Whitesboro... Well, we got in a very tough district. Uh, 
Valley View's coming into our district, Boyd's coming in our district. A lot, I don't know if a lot of people don't know, Valley View boys are a tremendous power across country, across the state. I think they finished second last year at state in 2A. They're an extremely good established cross country program. Boyd is extremely good. We're a football town. To put it in football perspectives, imagine putting Pilot Point and Brock and Pottsboro and Gunner all in the same district and only three of those teams can move on from district. Uh, cross country wise, we only send three teams out of district. So it's not the top four teams like uh, football, basketball, all this other stuff. It's only three teams. So our kids, I, have, I mean, we're going to have to run really well just to get out of district. Our kids know that. Uh, they know the district that we're in. That's why they're already working now. They look forward to the challenge. Uh, and like I said, it could be a blessing. You know, you had a tough team. Got roughly 64 teams in our region. Probably four or five of the best teams. Uh, we probably have five of the best seven teams in the in the region in our district. So that's how tough our our district is. But that'd be a good challenge for our kids moving forward. Did Boyd make it to state last year? Yeah, Boyd, Boyd made it to state. I think they actually beat us at the state meet. So four. We have four teams in our new district that were in state last year. Yes. And you're saying the way that it works, one of those teams is not even going to make it out of district. Won't even get out of district. And that's not even counting. We have another team, uh, SNS, who at regionals, I think they finished sixth. So, I mean, they're up and coming. So our, our district is really loaded cross-country-wise. So it's there is zero doubt we have the toughest, toughest distri district in the region. It's got to be one of the top three in the state cross-country-wise. Well, Chance, that was really nice hearing you sit down with Coach Price. Y'all did a, did a great job. I didn't know that you were uh, such a good sports reporter there sitting in and, and doing a, uh, you know, like 60 minutes with Chance. I didn't realize I was a sports reporter either, so you find out something new even at almost 50. Well, very good. You know, the, the interesting thing is, and, and what people might not understand, is that while cross country tends to kind of get pushed to the back burner due to being a fall sport and you have other big sports going on right there, is that is really impressive, um, the, the six years and five consecutive years for those programs going to the state meet. Um, that is a, a heck of a run, and that's a heck of a... Uh, kind of a pat on the back for Coach Price and for those kids uh, and then the work they're able to do. Um, so that, that is just super impressive. I think that is the second most participated fall sport behind football. I, I would think that's probably an accurate statement. Um, you yeah. know, volleyball, um, there's good participation, but you only get one side as far as gender goes, whereas with cross country you're mm -hmm. going to get – uh, boys and girls and so that that ups the not enrollment but participation uh, for that sport for sure yeah and then I wanted to uh, you know he talked about in in the interview on how serious this new district's going to be and um, I know once upon a time you were in, embedded over there in Valley View and I just wanted if you could give me and the, and the people listening a little insight on exactly how serious of a distance program Valley View is and this move up from 2A to 3A is probably not going to slow down their success much at all. I, and I don't anticipate it doing that. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize um, the cross-country success that Valley View had had until I was over there, but I had known they were very, very good distance runners as far as track season went. Um, and I had known the uh, cross-country and distance coach over there for a while. That's Mark Davidson. And uh, if you want to talk about the glue that keeps that program together as well as the driving force behind it, um, Coach Davidson is is it. He does a fantastic job of keeping the kids motivated and keeping them locked in. And not only that, uh, he's driven by data and analytics and 
they run a program. They're in the weight room. They're they're doing all kinds of stuff all the time. Running outside with parachutes. Uh, he runs a top-notch program, and so uh, I don't see that changing. I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them having a lull in uh, in their success just with the move up. Yeah, and. I think that, and I think Coach Price felt the same way, it, it, the competition may be a good thing. I mean, if you're competing that hard in district and going ahead and moving up, you're not going to be overwhelmed by the competition increasing in regionals and moving on to state. I mean, there looks like, it sounds like they're going to be seeing the same guys pretty much every week. Yeah, well, and the thing about that is the, those kids are battle-tested. If they've been there and done it in 2A, um, it's not like the the actual course changes or the expectations change, just the, the people that you're running against. But the stopwatch is always going to be the, uh, I guess you could say, the enemy or the opponent. Um, and so I, I don't foresee any change there, especially the, the two brothers that they have over there, uh, Brian Landeros and Obi Landeros, do fantastic. And there's other kids that are involved that um, do a fantastic job, but those two are really the driving force behind the success. I think uh, Brian, if I remember right, is going to be a senior, and then Obi will be a sophomore this year. And so I wow. really anticipate uh, their continued success. Well, hopefully we're allowed to have fall sports, and can't wait to see that first cross-country meet and see how things go. Yeah, and then, uh, I'm sorry, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, um, please. Even with Valley View expecting to have continued success, I don't see us having a, a drop-off or a fall-off either. Um, you know, I don't want to sit there and talk about Valley View and say, oh, they're going to be successful, 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 and not mention that our kids have been just as successful. Um, our kids have uh, the, the same amount of tradition to pull from uh, and the same amount of expectations, you know, and, and things like that. And not to mention that, uh, you know, Coach Price does a fantastic job with them. He does a, a great job having our kids prepared. He does a good job designing a program, designing a workout, and things like that. And so I, uh, I don't expect a drop-off for Pilot Point either. And Coach Price made a fantastic, I guess you could say, comparison between football and cross-country, is if you took uh, four super successful football programs, like he said, with if you took Brock and Pilot Point and Pottsboro and Gunner and threw them in the same district, um, that, that is true. That's, that's spot-on comparison for those cross-country programs. But the good thing about something like that is the cream will always rise to the top, and I have full faith in our kids and our coach that they're going to be able to rise to the top and compete in a great district and, and come out um, just as successful. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that uh, Jeff will definitely have the continued success that he's had, but it's, it's going to make it a whole lot more interesting, just like it would in football if those teams got all thrown in together. That, that district meet's going to be exciting. Oh, absolutely. It'll be a mini-state meet almost. Yeah, like I said, they'll be seeing each other for the next three weeks following that district meet's my guess, and, and at least my hope. Uh, so what else is going on? What do we got to look forward to in the next shows? Well, you had the uh, opportunity to sit down and, and talk with Coach Price, and uh, I had the opportunity to kind of interview Coach Ramsey. We weren't able to, to make our schedules align to be able to sit down and do it just because both of us are busy, both of us have stuff going on, but I was able to get him some questions and get some answers, and so you look forward to kind of a, a softball wrap-up volleyball preview coming from Coach Ramsey, and uh, I'm really excited to hear what he has to say about that, and then uh Kind of the, the biggest project and you know what happens with me is I fall in love with a project and I, I want to push hard and get it done and I kind of have the, the Bearcat film project. And so I'm trying to accumulate as much old game footage as I can from, from Pilot Point's years past. 
uh, and just compile it and have it all in one spot because I think it'd be really cool and really important um, just to preserve the tradition here and, and see things that, uh, you know, I try to tell my kids about Sugar Bear, uh, about Chris Franklin, but I don't have anything to show them. And so I think it'd be awesome to, to be able to compile video so that, you know, one day whenever you're telling Aston about how awesome CB Standridge was, we can look up old number five and some game film and show him or, hey, Chris Sipe was great or, man, Jimmy Rogers or, you know, some of those guys that, uh, that, that really uh, kind of moved the needle as far as excitement went back in the day. We can show them film. Uh, and, you know, that's not to mention the, the great Greg Pelzel. Um, you know, can't leave out number ten. That's, I hear you. So uh, that's just something we're kind of working on right now. And uh, Paul Dennis also number ten too. I'll go ahead and give him a shout out. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, we don't want to we don't want to start leaving out number tens here. So no, definitely not. <laughs> but uh, no, that's kind of kind of what's going on right now. And so uh, you know, I don't know how that affects the podcast. But that's just something kind of a labor of love that's going on right now. Yeah. So anybody listening, uh, if you have any connection to anyone that has film let us know uh give us give us a holler see if we have it or if you have a film that you want to know that we have to see um same thing just let us know and we can try to work together 